welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show again. And today I have a very, very special guest, all the way from Calgary, where? In Canada, of course. And this special person, her name is Michelle Nedelec, and has over 20 years of experience in helping people with digital marketing, specifically around automation. Now, if you're asking yourself, what is that? Well, you need to know. Because if you don't know what it is, you're probably working too hard where technology can do a lot of the work for you. So, Michelle, welcome to the Business Success Show. Excellent. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Likewise, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So, Michelle, can you give us a little bit of background on your maybe entrepreneurial um, experience, or entrepreneurial background? What what have you been doing in the past? What led you to becoming a whiz at uh, business automation? Well, um, I started at 23 and I was up in Inuvik in the Northwest Territories and we decided to start not one but three businesses. <laughs> so we really? had Brave. my partner at the time had a restaurant. We decided to open up an electronic store, a bed and breakfast and a tanning salon on top of that. And uh, I learned a ton of things about especially marketing at that time, especially with the tanning salon because the phones were ringing off the hook. But we people were asking about tanning their hides not their wives. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Oh, okay. We need some oh, really? marketing on this. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, it was pretty entertaining. And uh, that was my foray into the entrepreneurial world. Um, as far as the automation side of things goes, it was, I was doing speaking and facilitating um, growth courses, I guess at the time we called it personal development training. And I needed to have help on my <laughs> for my business to get all of the the AV the all the techie stuff like how do okay. I get a website how do I put this stuff online <laughs> and when people started wanting online courses to be able to just download them and see them which everybody is doing right now mm. but you know back even five years ago even ten years ago this was unheard of like sure. people weren't usually going to get their content online, although it was a thing at that time. The technology to me was, I could figure it out if I had to, but I'd way rather just go to my partner and go, hey, how do we do this? Because <laughs> he had all the answers and he knew how to do it. Yeah. So we figured there's clearly a demand. People don't understand how the technology works of you know, how do you get a course online? Where do you put it on your website? Do you put your videos on your website? How does that all work? And so we decided to start a company and help people out. And that's what we've been oh, fantastic. doing. And thanks for that. And the particular um, software you use or you specialize in, it, that's Keep, is it? That's Infusionsoft, is it? Correct. So the Keep, it's called Keep Max Classic now. So the company changed their name, but Infusionsoft is still... Uh, the engine that runs 
our companies because it is such a robust piece of software that it allows you to have your database, your client base as the center of your business, which is important because a lot of the software coming out now is either email concentric or it's product concentric. Somebody purchases something and that is the the thing that you can search on the most easily and you can work with those items. The problem with that is that initially acquiring your client is your most expensive cost when it comes to clients and your biggest profit margin is on your back sales. So your upsells, your cross sells, your down sells, whatever you're doing with them after they've acquired their first product. And with Infusionsoft, because your database of clients is the hub, you can then nurture and move people into any sort of campaign that you want to in order based on what they've been purchasing before. All right. So without yeah. confusing people, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna dissect it. <laughs> I'll tell you why, Michelle. I'll tell you why. Yeah. What you're saying makes sense to me and is so so important. We I had someone um, who spoke to me recently and said, I I want to contact all these businesses. I've got a list of a hundred. I've got the email addresses. So what I want to do, I want to send out 10 each day. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm saying, I'm listening. Yeah, go on. Okay. Why do you want to send 10 at a time? Well, because it takes a while to create them. And I've got a hundred. So I think if I do 10 every day, it'd be fine. So I said, so I thought, do you use any kind of CRM or infusion or, or not infusion, so any CRM or um, auto auto responder? She said, what is that? And this is 2022, <laughs> right? Where <laughs> you're writing every email. I mean, come on, at least yeah. cut and paste. <laughs> but people are still doing it. At least cut and paste. But people are still doing it. But what you're saying is so far advanced where it's much more than that, right? Oh, yeah. So let's talk about why business automation <laughs> is so, so important for that small business owner who's probably busy doing what they're doing, but they know they need to be in contact with their client because yes, they maybe want to have, give them more value, give them more content, but at some point turn that um, contact into a purchase of a, a sale. And later on, what have they bought and then buy something else. So you're keeping all that very streamlined. That's, I want to break it down to that level. So we don't leave anyone behind and think, I want to make more money. Okay, you mean I can automate all this so people keep buying and then they buy it again and they buy, yet yeah, the answer is yes, if you know what you're doing. Go ahead, Michelle, over to and, you. And no, we're not on, on the moon or something going, where, like, what? <laughs> How do you do that? It's actually pretty simple in a, in a weird sort of way, but it comes down to a, a business basic. Uh, my father used to say, if you do it once, it's an accident, twice, it's a mistake, three times, it's a habit. And I tease about that, but seriously, in your business, if you've done the same thing three times, you mm. need to automate it, whatever that might mean. So if you're writing the same email, like stop, <laughs> write it once and then automate the process of when somebody asks this question that we respond with this answer. And that becomes crucial when you're starting to look at hiring other people. Like when somebody asks you, what are your hours of operation? Like that sounds like a pretty basic kind of answer that you're going to give. But if you're give, if people are asking you that and you're giving the same answer over and over again, they don't need to be getting that from you. They need to be getting that from somewhere else. And it might be an email. It might be on your website. It might be on your, you know, chat, chat bot on your website. 
it could be a whole lot of places, but it doesn't need to be you answering that email or that phone call or that right. <laughs> whatever it is. Right. So then you take that and you amplify it by the hundreds of things that you do in a day. And if you're doing a hundred things over and over and over again, that becomes an astronomical waste of your time. So it's not just what are your hours of operations? It's, well, you know, what does it look like to work with you? Or, uh, you know, what are, what are the products you have coming up? When are you, how can I buy your book? Like it could be as simple as that. But if you're doing these things over and over again, you're taking away from your potential to be able to earn much more money, like right. much, much more money. Much, much. So we used to have this thing called the revenue generating activity calculator, which was a really silly name for an Excel spreadsheet that basically you wrote down all of the things that you were doing in a day and how much time it took up for your day and what you could pay somebody else to do that job for. And sometimes you got to look at it and go, hey, this is a $250 an hour kind of job. I'm strategically looking at my business. Great. But when you go and do your thing, how much money could you make doing your thing? Hmm. And if that answer is like $1,000, then you're still <laughs> wasting money and time doing the CEO type things when you should be out selling or doing whatever it is that you do. Right. Fantastic. Now, now we back up the bus and go, okay, look at all those things. Can I make an email out of that? Can I make a video out of that? Can I make a PDF out of that? What can I make that will allow people to get those answers that they're looking for automatically? And sometimes that's even an onboarding video. When you sign somebody up as a client, say, hey, Mac, awesome. Glad to have you on. Here's what you can expect. In the next few weeks, we're going to be doing this, that, and the other thing. And when you get that and you sign up, you're like, hey, this is cool. I get to get this information. You get what you're looking for. And it's not taking time and effort out of my day. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that, makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. So tell people the difference between, if you don't mind, Michelle, between marketing and business automation. Absolutely. So they, they are different. <laughs> marketing automation and business automation are different, although business automation can contain marketing automation as one of its aspects. So when you look at a business and all of the moving components that it has, it has your accounting, it has your fulfillment, it has your sales, all of those pieces can run as independent silos, right? Um, if you're looking at a solopreneur's business, it's okay, now I have to do the accounting. Okay, now I have to go and <laughs> you know do this coaching program or call with this client. Okay, now I have to go in. You still have these silos of data. Typically in a solopreneur's business, they have access to that because it's all on their desktop. But when you start to have multiple people working in your business, you're not all working off the same computer, right? You yeah. may not even be working off the same servers. So when it comes to being able to uh, make sure that accounting and sales and fulfillment have the same information on a given client, you want to make sure that those systems are all integrated so that if somebody updates an email, that everybody has the new email address. And that may sound pretty basic, but mm. when you start getting into bigger businesses with bigger, uh, more complicated systems, yeah. they start to break down and they start to say, hey, it's easier to have separate um, software, separate systems for that department. But if they're not integrating, now all of a sudden you got dirty data and 
um, people can't get a hold of their clients, <laughs> all sorts yeah. of fun things start to break down. So now we're looking at your entire business, how it operates, what kind of systems you need, and how does that all flow automatically so that you're not doing a ton of manual data. Wow. Um, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, no, that's good because the systems need to talk and you have to have, it's best to have one centralized system that everyone can tap into. The um, There's something unique about you, which is, you know, you are a digital marketer. That, that's what people say out there. I know you do executive coaching as well, but what makes you different? Why should someone speak to you for their digital marketing help and support rather than a di another digital marketer? Because they, you know, they're all different. What's unique and different about you? Well, first up, most marketers, even in, in Infusionsoft, most of the partners are marketing concentric. So they're more concerned about the marketing that you're doing. Like, what is the course that we're doing? How do we write that email? And how do we promote that thing? Yeah. What we want to look at is your entire business. How does that course then connect to your other courses? And how do we get that client going through their ideal journey of how they experience all of your content or, or not, right? Because some of your clients are going to go from not knowing you to your high ticket item and going, no, I just want your one-on-one -on -one time. That's all I want. Let's do this. And other ones will go, oh, I just want a free thing. And then, oh, hey, maybe I'll buy your book. Hey, your book was really good. I think I'll buy your course. Oh, your course was really good. And maybe I'll attend your program, right? And you want to be able to create systems that allow for all of those people to have their ideal experience so that you can increase your revenue as much as possible. And when you're working with somebody that just sees a little aspect of your business, a Facebook ad, a whatever, you're not getting that whole project management. You're not seeing the whole strategy of how your company can succeed as quickly as possible. And that's what we want to help you to do. And we want to implement it for you. Okay. Okay. So there is a different, there is a key difference there for those people who are listening in thinking all I'm hearing is systems and systems. I, I, I don't do that kind of stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I work on my own. I have a small team. We just get on with it. What do you mean by systems? You're confusing. You're hurting my brain. <laughs> Hell. Okay. I'm sure you've come across those type of people. Well, just break it down. What is, I know you, you echoed a bit of it a few minutes back. Mm -hmm. But when people like you and I talk about it's important to have systems in your business, what, what does that mean for the lay person? Yeah. Well, and understand everybody has systems. Some of them work, some of them don't. Some of them you are aware of, some of them you're not. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And when you're starting off, you're not aware of what they are and most of them are broken. And that's okay. At the beginning of business, it's, it's an essential stage. Unless you have funding, most people that go into business are just kind of bootstrapping it and going, okay, I'll buy a computer. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll contact my friends. I'll tell them what I'm up to. Like they start at that level. But that in itself is the system. So how do you get clients? Well, I email my friends and tell them what I'm up to. Okay, that's your system, right? What do you say to them when you tell them what you're up to? That is your marketing copy. That's your messaging. And when you start to do it over and over again, and you start to realize that some messaging works and some messaging doesn't, unconsciously, you start doing the thing that works and you quit doing the thing that doesn't work if you're <laughs> assuming all things are equal. Let's assume that your mindset is such that you are <laughs> success oriented. Then you start to automatically do those things. 
Now, when you start to hire people, they need to know what those things are. Mm. So when somebody's a solopreneur and they're working with us, it's like, okay, we just need to know what you want to write to send people out. So they might put it on a Word doc, they might put it on an email, they send it to us, and then we put it into a software so that it can go out to multiple people at once. And even if she wants it to go out to 10 people a week, because maybe that's a really good email and she doesn't have the wherewithal to be able to have that many discovery appointments. Mm -hmm. in a week. That's what initially, that's what I thought she was trying to do. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Which is understandable, right? That's understandable. I get that. If that's not what's going on, then we work on, no, we'll just send this out to everybody at once. They'll all get to be able to see your new website. They'll be able to see your new opt-in, whatever that might be, take your assessment and then the wheels start to turn and you start to understand, okay, now what do we have to do? Okay. Okay. That, that, that's, um, yeah. So what you were saying is you're already running some systems, um, but also I'm hearing that, is it effective enough? Can you, have you taken the time to map it out? Really think about what's going on. How do you get clients? What are you saying to the clients when they buy this? Then what are you getting back to them? Are you, emailing them again? Are you keeping in contact with them? Are you offering them the next thing? All these things can be, is a system that can be automated when they're working with someone like you, Michelle. Is that right? Exactly. And it doesn't really matter what stage they're at. Somebody can go, oh yeah, we're a huge company. We're very successful. Awesome. You probably have this thing that we call Frankenware in place. And basically Frankenware is when you try to take a bunch of software and pile it together and try and make it come to life. And then one thing has an update and all of a sudden poor Frank's losing an arm and a <laughs> eyeballs are popping out <laughs> and you're freaking out because you don't know what's going on with this thing. That's when we can come in and be able to figure out and assess if, if the right software is in place, how do you actually integrate it so that it's um, you're not losing data, you're not losing uh, information. And most importantly, you're not doing repetitive tasks manually. A lot of, bigger companies, when you start to get teams of people in place, it's like, well, how do you move that data? Well, we manually do it. So we'll download a spreadsheet, we'll upload it over here. That creates a lot of inefficiencies in your business. That's not what people should be doing. That's what <laughs> technology should be doing. Uh -huh. People should be answering people's calls, connecting with them, doing things that require spontaneity, creativity, you know, all the human aspects. Whereas uh -huh. if it's mundane and repeatable you really want a computer doing it not a person you want a computer doing it technology doing it not a person because it's tying up that that labor that okay the um what about the person who says um you know okay i hear you michelle create systems automate it can i just get can i just give that to someone to do can i just um give it to a va to sort out is that possible <laughs> Absolutely. So we are sort of virtual assistants. We just happen to be really techie. So mm. there's different personality types too. And in understanding that computers are <laughs> logic-based systems, right? Most people think when they buy a computer, it's kind of funny. I used to work at a place called Future Shop back in the 90s, and they were one of the first companies to sell computers, like desktop computers. Mm. Uh, you know, Win95 had just come out and everybody oh, wow. was all excited because you didn't have to type in W. Windows 95. <laughs> if you can remember that, you're a certain vintage like myself. You are a certain vintage. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But it was really funny because people would buy these things and they'll go, okay, great. How do you use it? I'm like, dude, it's not a TV. <laughs> it's a computer. <laughs> you're yeah. you're going to have to take some courses. You're going to have to figure this stuff out. And it's kind of the same thing now with software is people go, okay, well, it should just work, right? Or I'll get my VA to figure it out. Well, that's great if it's up their alley. But if your VA is really good at crossing T's and dotting I's and organizing things, they're not typically analytical thinkers. If they're really creative and they're good at writing emails for you and they're good at coming up with graphics and things like that and doing your social media, they're typically not analytical. (laughs) If they're like you and they're driven and they're coming up with ideas and they love talking to people, they're probably not analytical. So what we have is a team of analyticals that specialize in different areas. So they specialize in WordPress sites. They specialize in that space where all the acronyms come into play, like your SSL and your DNS and your (laughs) namespace and all those things that nobody else cares about. But if if they're not set up properly, it doesn't work and nobody knows why it doesn't work. So you can delegate certain things to VAs depending on who they are, what they've been hired for, all that kind of fun stuff. But we have a team of specialists that when you hire us, you get all of us. So it's we talk amongst ourselves and go, hey, does anybody know how to do this? Hey, this is broken. Can we fix this? Hey, can you go and do that? And we have that project management in the background going on, making sure that your systems work so that when you go, hey, can you check the dates for this? And Sally didn't get into her course. Can you figure out why not? We just go and figure out why not. Thanks for that explanation. You know, um, some time ago, Infusionsoft changed its brand name to Keep, as we were saying earlier on. Now, a lot of the a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know who had tried Infusionsoft actually, there was a term you may have heard called Confusionsoft, right? Yes, it is. Right, it, and 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 because of that, people will run away from it. And, and they should have been running towards it. <laughs> right, because it actually makes the life much easier, right? Right? So, yeah, go ahead. It's kind of like I say, you know, you can drive a, nothing against Honda Civics are fabulous, but you yeah. can drive a Honda Civic to and from work if that's all you got to do is go to work. But as soon as you start to go, hey, I got all this cargo and it needs to stay cool and it weighs 5,000 tons, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, you're you're looking at getting into, you know, I need a, a truck and trailer. And it needs to be a cooling unit and it needs to do this and that. And just because you can drive a Honda Civic doesn't mean you can drive an Mm 18-wheeler, right? Even legally, you can't drive an 18-wheeler just because you have a a, a class five. So it's, there's certain um, technology for certain jobs that need to get done. And as soon as you start having complex problems in your business, such as I have a course and some people would just go and buy that course. Some people get it as part of a package. Some people get it for free because they attended a certain thing. Some people get module one as an opt-in. Well, that is hugely complex in the world of IT. And how do you manage that? And who takes care of the logic to make sure that that's all correct? And if you're anything like me, you're going, okay, my brain just blew up. Somebody else, (laughs) I don't care. I just want to make sure Sally gets her thing and you guys go take care of it. Right, right, right. Awesome. Awesome. Is it confusing? Yes, it is. And I personally think that there was a, they should have stuck to, this is Infusionsoft. Yes, it's confusing. It's a robust program. You need to have somebody capable and competent taking care of it. And if you just want to do this and get your email and, you know, talk to your friends, 
here's a different product for you. There's a light version or something. Yeah, and I, I get it. So thanks for, for that explanation. Before I go into our next question, hey guys, you're listening to the Business Success Show. We are talking all things digital marketing, most importantly, business automation to make your life easier, not harder, to give you that time so you can spend with your family, your kids, go and play tennis or golf or whatever your martial arts, whatever you do for you to have your time back. Now, before I go to our next question, I want to say this, um, for those who, need, who want to get hold of you and contact you, what's the best way to do that, Michelle, before our next question? Well, I would love to give them a gift if I may. Sure. And it is our website audit. So they can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit. And in that, they will get a 30 to 40 page report kicking back to them their red lights or green lights and their yellow lights. And basically what that means is Google is in charge of the traffic to your website, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and there are certain things that they will just say, no, red light, we're not sending anybody to your site. You have to make sure that those things are taken care of so that you can actually uh, have your website presented to certain people. So there's certain things that used to work back in the day that are absolute no-nos according to Google right now. So those got to be taken care of. Then you have some things that are green lights. It's like, yeah, absolutely. This is, page is awesome. People love it. You'll get a ton of traffic going there. And you'll get some yellow lights where Google is going, um, we're going to slow down the traffic here because this isn't right. quite you know, what we're looking for. And those things, you can just kind of take your time and make sure that they're uh, in, improved as time goes on, if you will. But you can yes. give that report to, you can go and take it on yourself. You can give it to somebody else. Or you can book a discovery call with me and I'll help you out with how it all goes down. There you go. You've got some help at hand. So you don't yeah. need to be confused and don't need to run away from <laughs> technology. Free website audit. We will post the link here so we can click on it and actually do the audit. I'm sure it's very worthwhile. Or just reach out Michelle and she'll do a discovery call with you and help you to move forward. So uh, Michelle, the other question I had for you is very much about the the person who's, when does a business owner, the, the way I want to put it is, when is it best not to automate your business as a business owner? Is there a time not to automate the business? There is a way. So if somebody says, I just want to be a coach, I just want to have 10 clients, I just want to charge them 10 grand each, I, I don't want any other complexities in my life. You can absolutely run that business off your phone. There is no reason why you can't. You go to a couple of networking events, you find your clients, you sign them up. Right. Life is grand. You need a merchant account and and you probably need a cell phone. And that is it. So you don't really need to automate anything then. You just um, live that lifestyle that you want. So for those people who... Maybe they want to grow their business, but they've come to a stage where they think, actually, I don't want to grow my business. I've got a little sweet spot here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good where I am. And maybe because of the technology scares them or working with more people scares them. So they may be thinking, isn't marketing automation impersonal? You know, you're going to send out mass emails, but they, they know it's not coming from me. What do you think about that? I think there's a right and wrong way to automate. <laughs> right. Most people are doing it wrong. Spammers especially are doing it mm -hmm. wrong. Um, they're looking for a quick buck. They don't care about the people that they're talking to. They're doing it wrong. 
And some people are just doing it wrong because they just don't know how to make it personal. So a good example of this is Facebook um, pages, right? You get the little, hey, send a message to a page and it pops back with some sort of automation. Yeah. When you go there and you go, hey, got a question for you and it pops up, these are our hours of operation. That is automation done wrong because it's a slap in the face. Like I didn't ask you that. And okay, yeah. you know, it's automation. Whereas if, if your initial contact on there is, hey, thanks for coming out. How can I help you? It's at least, it's still automated, but it's at least a little softer. Right. And then they go, what are your hours of operation? And if you happen to have a Facebook bot that answers that, it goes, oh, our hours of operation and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm getting conveniently the information that I'm looking for when I'm looking for it, which to me in this digital age is more important. So if I'm looking up your website, at my time, which is clearly not London time. So it's three o'clock in the morning right. to you. You're not going to be there answering your phone going, oh yeah, hey, our hours of operation are, you know, tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. not right now, right? That's when you don't want to have one-on-one conversations with people. You want to be able to give me the information that I want when I want it and not in a abrupt way. And I know that it's automated. I'm okay with the fact that it's automated. I just want it in a way that's not rude, obnoxious or in my face. And, and to be able to get a feel for who you are and how you work so that when we do connect, I'm like, hey, this was awesome. Yeah, I totally want to do more with you. If I go to your page and I don't get a way to get your hours of operation or I don't get a way of how to contact you or, or all those things, I'm going to move on to somebody else that, mm-hmm. where I can find the information that I'm looking for. So again, if you've done something three times, you've answered that question, it should be on your FAQs or have a video or, 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 or some way of allowing your ideal client to get the information they want when they want it and to get your creativity and input when I pay for it. (laughs) Fantastic. I mean, that's amazing because what you said there, all these complexities may come in but there is a way of handling all of that through technology when it's done correctly, when it's done right. You've been listening to the Business Success Show with Michelle Nedelec and Mac Atram, your business coach. I wanna say this, make sure if you like this show, you follow, you make sure you subscribe, put some comments in as well. What did you enjoy about the nuggets, the golden nuggets that Michelle shared with us here? What have you learned about this? What difference is it gonna make to you? Yeah, share some comments so we can bring you more awesome experts like Michelle. So thank you. I wanna say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Michelle, any last words before we log off? Absolutely. If you are new to this whole entrepreneurial journey or you're you're a convert and thinking, wow, business has changed this sucks. Please, 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 please have faith. Understand that entrepreneurialism will conquer the world by you allowing yourself to become who you need to be to get the things done that you need to do to have the impact in the world that you need to have. The world becomes a better place because of it. So pursue and you'll rock the world. Absolutely. You'll create bigger impacts because entrepreneurs, as Michelle says, will and can change the world. Michelle, thank you again. And I'm going to wish you a good rest of your day and we will speak another time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in, everyone.